It is good to join with you again today. It's, it's whether you're in an RV, as Pastor Todd alluded to, or sitting in your living room, or maybe out on the trail somewhere. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege for us to be with you. And uh, you need to know something right now that I have been a wreck already during this time of singing today. Uh, the Holy Spirit has just showed up and has done an incredible work. And uh, I, I wish that we had hair and makeup people on our staff because I could, I could use it right now. So if I look like I've been crying, the bags under the eyes, those are real. Um, and so uh, it's just been an incredible encounter with the Spirit. And I so appreciate what Pastor Chach alluded to that um, wherever you are this morning, you need to know that we believe that the Spirit of the living God is there, first of all. And we believe that, that he has joined you and you've joined us for him to work and move during this moment, okay? And so do, do not miss out on what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do in you right now during these few moments that we have together today. I, 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 I want to read a verse of scripture over you today. And, and in just a few moments, I'm just going to be real and honest about about where I've been and, and what I've been experiencing. We, we sing a song um, that, that talks about, even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. And, and, and I just gotta be honest and real with you right now, that there have been some times this week in my life in which I couldn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel God at work. And, and, and I wondered, see, I need that hair makeup person right now. I wondered where he was in the midst of it. That's just where I've been. And maybe you're more spiritual than I am, but I just, I, I've had those moments. Um, I, I, I just, I, it was hard for me to trace the hand of God and to see what, what's happening here. And I don't stay there long, and I hope that you don't stay there long if you've been there. I, I don't want to stay there long because then it becomes really detrimental to, to my understanding of, of who God is and, 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 and me realizing uh, what he's up to. But, but I just have to be honest and real with you right now that, that I, I, I get it. And, and those words that we sang just a few months ago were hard for me. Because I just have to declare that, God, I, I apologize, but I've, I've wondered, where are you in the midst of all this? But I know he's here. <laughs> and he slapped me around right over here in and, and, and just a few minutes earlier and just, hey, listen, I'm here and I've got this. And you need to trust me. You remember my promises that I've made to you. I'm still present. And even though it doesn't look like I'm at work, you need to just trust me right now. <laughs> because I am doing something and you're going to see it. You're going to see it when the time uh, is right. I, I, I just want to let you know where I'm coming from right now today. And that you don't have these screens. This is, this is just a personal reflection of what the Lord has been doing in me over the last few days. And, and I want to read these words to you because the reality is today, I just want to speak to you from my heart and I want to just share with you some things and it's, it's probably all over the map and all over the radar, but, but, but I, I just want to let you know where I'm at. Paul, Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians, he, 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 he was reminding them of, 
of how when he was first with them, he, he didn't come trying to use flattery or, 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 or look a, a certain way, dress in the most stylish of, of ways, whatever that looked like back in, in the times in which this was written. But he simply wanted to come and he wanted to preach Jesus. And he, he, he just wanted to preach Jesus crucified. And, 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 and I was at a place this week where I just, I just needed a work of the Spirit in my life. And, 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 and these were the words that the Lord brought to me. He reminded me of this, what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is where I'm coming from today. My message and my preaching were very plain, Paul says. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. That, that, that's my prayer for us this, this morning as we journey together, is, is, is I'm not going to try to use per, persuasive speech or, or demonstrate incredible intellect or wisdom, because I, I, I'm just not filled with a lot of that. But, 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 but today, I, I, I want to preach to you with power from the Holy Spirit of God. And, 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 and I, I only want to work from, from what he is speaking and what he is saying in this moment. We, we, we are looking at the Holy Spirit. And, and last week, we, we, we looked at who he is, that it, he is a person, that he is not some some subordinate to God the Father and God the Son. He makes up the third part of that thing called the Trinity. He is the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And last week in John chapter 14, we looked at and, 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 and saw the very words of Jesus when Jesus promised that, hey, in my leaving and my departing from you, you guys need to still be of good heart because I am sending one that, that through him, even greater things, through his power at work within you, greater things will be accomplished. And, and in John chapter 14, Jesus calls him this, this advocate, uh, he, the paraclete. That, that, that word means a helper, an encourager, or, or a comforter. And, and, and Jesus promised that, that he was going to leave that for us in, 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 upon his departure. And here's what I want you to understand today in relation to this spirit that, that, that Jesus has left for us. Guys, listen, this life that you were created to live, you, you were created to live a life of victory, a, 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 a victory. Come on, you can shout back at me right now. You, you, that you were not created to live some, some, some type of life that is menial and, and low-level living, a life that was boring, a life that was mundane and dull, a life full of, of disruption, a life that is depressing. That, that is not the life that Jesus has come to give every one of us. And it's through this power at work within us, it's through the power of this advocate, this paraclete, this helper, encourager, this comforter, the Holy Spirit that we have, that you and I, in the midst of even when it seems like things are out of control and, and, and hopeless, we, we still can embrace and allow the 
spirit of God to unleash his power at work within us. And we too can live this life of victory. In fact, I did make this statement last week and I just want to hit it again, just as a reminder to you that you cannot live the God honoring life that you were created for without the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I, I know that, that, that there may be other things that we could be looking at and assessing, but I, listen, I just believe that right now, and maybe at a time, none, no other greater time in my lifetime, we need a work of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? We need him to come and to do what he has come to do. An advocate, Jesus says in John 14, I've left you. Uh, one who, who through him at work, you will do even greater things, a helper. That's who he is. We sang a song, that is who you are in all these things, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who he is, amen? Well, now that we know who he is, today I want us to kind of shift gears a little bit and what does he do? If we know that, that the Holy Spirit is, 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 is a part of, 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 of this thing called the Trinity, he's, he's not a subordinate and he's not less than. It is God in, in, in different form that has come to make his presence known to us and to do a, a work in us. Well, well, what exactly is it that this helper that Jesus promises us, what is it exactly that he does. And, and, and there is a long list of things that, that we could look at today, uh, 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 what the Holy Spirit does in a person's life. Uh, but, but I want to share with you, just from a personal standpoint, some things that I've experienced through a working of the Spirit, this power that has been unleashed through me over the last several days. Uh, in, 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 in looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, even in the midst of the environment, the situation that we find ourselves living in today. What is it that this helper does, this one that Jesus promised? Well, well, the first thing I would like for you to know that, that the, 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 one of the greatest works of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of our sin. Uh, in fact, in John chapter 16, verse 8, we looked at that last week, that Jesus says he will be one that will convict of sin, that will speak of God's righteousness and, righteousness and, and coming judgment. Let me ask you a question. Ha, ha, have you ever had that moment in your life where, where you did something or you thought something uh, and, 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 and there was something within you that just triggered, said, you know what? That probably wasn't the right thing to do. I, I've had several moments like that over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I have, I'll be honest with you. That is the work of the Holy Spirit within you. Uh, he, he's kind of that, 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 that heavenly moral compass in you that, that lets you know. And in fact, it was, it's the Holy Spirit's job to draw men to the Father. It's not my job. I don't save people. What I simply do as a, as a pastor, as a believer, as a Christian, is, is I simply speak of the things of Jesus. And I simply speak of the gospel and what Christ has done on the cross. And, and, and I offer opportunities. I just, I just want people to have an opportunity to receive what I've received through this this through this gift of salvation that Jesus has offered right but make no mistake about it, I don't I don't 
I don't save people. And, 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 and to be honest with you, as a human, I'm probably not even, I'm not even capable of convicting people of their sin. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. And many of you probably have had that time in your life where you were convicted of your sin. You realized your need for a savior. Maybe some of you have already said yes to Jesus. And we celebrate that with you and say, thank God for that. But for some of you today, maybe you're not there. Maybe you've never done that. I want you to know that this helper, this one that Jesus promises in John chapter 14, one of the greatest things that he would do, one of the first things he will do in, in, in a person's life is convict them of their sin to let you know that this is not what God's desire is for you. I, I'm also reminded as we looked at last week in, in, in John chapter 16, that the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals truth. He, he, he reveals truth. And, and we alluded to that about reading scripture. Scripture, truth is not discovered, it's revealed. And as I read the word of God, as I remember who he is, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal the truth of who God is and, and, and reminds me of those promises, helps me go to a deeper level with the truth of God's word. But, but not only that, but, 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 but truth as to who he is as well. That's the thing that I am most excited about this journey that we're on is, is, is because I need to go deeper in, in, in understanding and knowing who the Holy Spirit is and what he can do in my life. I just got to be honest with you. I, I'm not satisfied where I'm at spiritually. I, 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 I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to grow a little bit more intimate with my Jesus. I, I, I want to know the heart of God in greater capacity. I, I want to begin to see people in, 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 through the eyes that Jesus saw them. And I'll be honest with you, I struggle with that sometimes. And so that's why I'm thankful that we have this helper, this advocate, this paraclete that Jesus leaves with us. He says, listen, one of the things he's going to do is he's going to reveal truth to you. Let me ask you a question right now. Are you satisfied where you're at spiritually? I mean, do you have it all figured out, this whole faith thing? Do you know everything that there's possibly to know about who God the Father is and the work of Jesus in your life? Do you understand everything there is to know? I hope not. I, I pray that we would never be satisfied in, in understanding more of the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. I, I hope that you have not reached that place where you feel, I've attained it all. And then when it comes to the work of the Holy Spirit, that's what I want to challenge you with right now. What is it? What's the truth of the Holy Spirit that you've not seen before that in this moment right now that you need to open up and say, hey, Lord, I just need you to begin to reveal more of who you are right now because the reality is all of us probably have some room for growth, do we not? And that's why I'm thankful that, that it's not left to me to try to figure it out. I'm telling you, if you, if you we will not in our, our finite minds be able to wrap our minds around completely who this spirit of God is. You won't. And what happens for so many of us is because we can't figure him out, you know what we do? We write him off. Or, or, or we put him on the shelf or on the back burner. You say, you know what? That's just too complex for me. And, and I'm just going to, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay where I'm at and, and I'm good. I've said yes to Jesus. I've, I've asked him to come into my life and, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I hope that that not be you. Let, let, let's get past and let's get to this place where this, this advocate, this helper 
reveals more and more truth to us as to the power that's available to us. I'm reminded also that this helper also gives gifts. We like that, don't we? But particularly when you begin to read in the book of 1 Corinthians and Romans, even in the book of Ephesians, you're going to find that the Holy Spirit of God begins to, once he comes into a person's life at salvation, begins to bestow and, and distribute gifts to every believer. As a believer in Jesus Christ, listen, the Spirit of God lives within you, and he has given you, he's bestowed upon you, a, at least a, what we call a spiritual gift. And I've given you some scriptural references there in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and Romans 12 for you to look up to begin to understand and see what all those gifts are. But, but I, I, I love to receive gifts. And, and in relation to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, I'm so thankful that, that he has gifted me in some form or fashion. Many of you already know and understand what it is. You know what your sweet spot is. And by the way, don't you love it when you operate and work in your sweet spot? There have probably been times in your life in which you've been asked to do something that has been outside of what you thought your capabilities were, right? You, maybe you were asked to give a speech or maybe you were asked to sing the national anthem at the first pitch of a ball game or something, right? Uh, maybe you were, were asked to, to take a step and do something or lead a group or, or, and you just felt like, man, that is not within my realm of abilities, right? Listen, I love the, the, this idea that the helper, the Holy Spirit gives gifts and, and, and he wants you to know how he's gifted you for works within the kingdom of God. You see, these gifts have been given us, not that, that we can toot, toot, toot our own horn or boast about who we are. We need to be careful of this thing called pride, but, but he's given us these gifts so that we can expand and further his kingdom. The spiritual gifts of God are given to us as believers for the furthering and the benefit of the kingdom of God. Are you operating in your sweet spot? Do you know what that is? I pray that you'll begin to look through scripture. And as you do in these references that you see, listen, the, 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 the spirit of truth is going to reveal that to you, what your gift is and how you can use that. I love that this advocate, this helper that we've got also guides our prayer life. He guides our prayer. Have you been, ever been asked to pray and you just didn't know what to pray? I've been there a lot. In fact, it's, it's really awkward. Listen, when, when, I, when, when, when this is all over with and, and when I can come back to your house and eat with you or, or, or we can go share a meal somewhere uh, or whatever, listen, I, I, people just always feel obligated like, oh, the pastor's here. He's gonna pray. Man, it's your house. You pray. You, you, you pray. You, 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 I don't have to be the one. I'm gonna be honest with you. There have been some times in which I've been called upon to pray. And, and listen, as a pastor, there have been times you go, I don't know what to pray right now. You, you, you caught me off guard. I am so thankful that the Spirit is someone who helps us when we pray. Because there's probably been a time for you as well in which maybe you were put on the spot and you didn't know what to pray. Or, let's be real right now, there might have been a time even in this, this week in which you found yourself in a situation in which you didn't know what to pray. I, I, I've been in that place where like, God, I don't feel you moving. I don't know how we're gonna, God, where's the beauty coming from all of this mess that I see happening around? And I don't know. And, and I just say, you know what? I'm just gonna seek you right now and I'm gonna pray. And, and the Spirit of God begins to give me the words to say. He begins to speak to my soul. And in that moment of me not knowing, oh man, this helper 
takes over. In fact, I, I, I do want to read a verse of scripture to you and that you see listed there. I'm going to find it real quick because I didn't, I wasn't going to do this, but I just want you to read, see this with it. But in Romans chapter eight, verse 26, it says this, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but then look what he does. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. I love that verse because when I don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit of God, this helper takes over and begins to pray for me. And, and, and not to muddy the waters or to confuse you, but did you see the last part of that verse? The Spirit sometimes begins to pray through groanings that cannot be expressed with words. That means that sometimes when the spirit takes over and prays through a person, it may not be through an intelligible language. Do you believe that? That sometimes, for, maybe it's humming. I hum a lot. Sometimes it may be through an utterance. It may be through a groan. It may be through wailing. It may be through crying. But the spirit, again, we're not gonna limit what the spirit does in a person's life. I'm glad that he takes over and prays for us. He also supplies power. And, and, and this is the greatest place that I've been this week. I, I just want to be honest with you. I feel extremely depleted right now. And, and, and listen, this, I, I'm not saying this with you because I'm not, I'm not looking for, for, oh, poor guy. No, no, because we've all been there. But I'm just going to be real and honest with you to let you know. And listen, I'm a man of faith. And, 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 and listen, I have preached sermon after sermon about how to face difficult times and you know, he's with us in the fire and you will not be burned. You know, he's, I, I, listen, I get all that, but I just got to be real and honest as well that right now I feel depleted and I have felt this week powerless. I have, I'm tired. I, I, I'm worn out. I, I'm tired of Zoom calls. I'm, I, I love them. But I'm exhausted, and 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 and, and, and I'm not just been sitting in my house, you know, just you know, not not, not doing anything. My my work looks a little bit different than it did, you know, prior to the the the, the first part or middle of March, right? But but I'm still working, I'm still busting it, and it's just a different time. And 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 I have felt completely depleted. I, I acknowledged that this morning with with a group of men that. That, that called in and prayed over me. I said, guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm depleted. And you know what the Spirit of God did in that moment of me declaring that? He reminded me of this, that it's in my weakness that he's made stronger. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and it's okay to feel depleted and powerless because oftentimes God has to get us there so that he can come in and, and truly reveal who he is and how he can work in a person's life. Do you believe that? I know none of us, man, I don't ever want to be powerless. When things are powerless, it's bad things happen. I just know when it comes to my, my faith and when it comes to, to this spiritual journey that, that sometimes being totally depleted and worn out and at the end of me is the perfect environment for the Holy Spirit of God who supplies power to come in. In fact, I love in, 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 in scripture, in the Greek, the, the word power is the word dunamis. 
it, it, it means strength and power and, 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 and ability. We, we get our English word, another English word, we get the word dynamite, but it's this idea of explosion and force and, 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 and power that is available when we allow the Holy Spirit to take up residence within us. The dunamis. I needed that this week. We need that. In fact, you, you, you know what concerns me when I look at the church today? And, and when I think about where we're at as, as Christians, I see so many of us living powerless. What do you, what do you mean by that? I just think that for so many of us, we're, we're trying to work harder. We're, we're, we're trying to do more. We're trying to read more because, man, if I want to be a part of, of, of the kingdom of God, well, I've got to participate in, in that marked study. And I'm just going to forge my way through it. And I just think we, 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 we tend to think that the more we do, that, then that surely unleashes and, and gets us the power and gets us to that place where, where God would have us. Listen, we're actually in our doing can, can be doing more harm than we can good. And, and, and I just think that so many of us in the church are living powerless lives. And, and when I say that, you know why? Well, it's because you're not letting the dunamis truly take over and do what he wants to do in your life. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, one of the probably most well-known verses that deal with this power and the unleashing of the spirit. Remember, Jesus has been crucified. He's buried and he rises from the dead after the third day. And over the course of, of the next several days, he, he reveals himself to followers to let them know, hey, I'm back, I'm alive. And, 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 and with his final encounter with those disciples that remain, Judas has already taken his life. Jesus says, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait for me there. And they go and they wait. You know how long that they waited 10 days there in that room for him to come. They're waiting for the spirit of God to come. And Jesus gives them this promise in Acts chapter one, verse eight says, you will receive power. There it is right there. You're going to receive the dunamis. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, 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 listen, and we're going to talk more about this next week, but were not those disciples already believers and followers of Jesus? Yes, they were. For three years, they had followed him. They had been obedient to his teachings. They had even done some things that Jesus allowed them to do, right? They had grown and learned, and, but there was something, another level that Jesus wanted them to experience. There was a new power. There was a new dunamis that was awaiting them. He says, you're going to receive this power when you do more for my sake, when you teach more, preach more, sing louder, lift your hands, wave a banner, because that's when the glory. No, it's not what he says. You're going to receive power, the dunamis, the strength and the ability you need when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This power was given to them so that they in turn can be witnesses and continue to spread the good news of a resurrected Savior. Come on, somebody. The power. We're powerless, though. 
Because we're not allowing the Holy Spirit of God to totally consume us. Yes, he came into your life when you said yes to Jesus. But are you allowing him to really unleash his full potential in your life? More about that next Sunday. I hope that you're going to join us because it's going to be fire. The last thing that I just reminded in my sitting around and maybe pity party, whatever I was in this week. I was also reminded that this helper that Jesus said, I'm leaving you in John chapter 14, he is able to bring order to chaos. What? Yeah, he is. And, and, and I went back old school. I went back to, to the book of Genesis because I don't know if you've ever caught this, this thought here, but in Genesis chapter one, look what the word of the Lord says. It says, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So check this out. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. And you don't have to go very far. In fact, the very next verse begins to reveal to us the presence of God's spirit. You see, the spirit has been present from the very beginning because Genesis 1 verse 2 says that he was there. You see, see what you have in Genesis 1 1 and even in verse 2 is you have God creating the heavens and the earth, but it's kind of just there. It's, it's a mess. It's just, there's no order to it necessarily. No, God has not spoken yet to say, hey, this is when the moon's going to rise and, and the sun's going to go down. This is where the waters are going to come this far and then dry land. He's not done. He's not created anything. And it says in verse two that the spirit's already present and doing a work. Do you see what it says? It says that the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. How can the spirit of God, Jason, bring, bring order to my chaos? Well, it's easy because Genesis 1 verse 2 tells me how, by hovering. You see, the, the spirit of God is able to bring order to chaos. And let's just be honest, our lives for the last six weeks, now almost seven weeks have been very chaotic. Have they not? Think your, your, your normal was turned upside down the middle of March. And for some of you, you're still spiraling and trying to figure it out. And it's chaotic. Some of you have not put on normal clothes in weeks. 85% of the U.S. blondes population, they're non-existent any longer now because the blonde head is gone, is it not? Your, 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 your education systems have been disruptive. You, you, you can't just go and shop and eat at leisure without you know, masking up and, and keeping your distance. Life is just chaotic. You've missed some appointments. You've missed some payments on things. It's just, how is the spirit of God able to bring order out of chaos? Genesis 1 verse 2, you don't have to go far in the word of God. He does it by hovering. And you see, that's what gives me great confidence today is that although we're not physically together in the same room, 
The one who's able to bring order to your life, he is present in your room. And you know what he's doing? He's hovering. He's hovering. This imagery of, of, of the Spirit of God hovering is, 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 is alluded to a couple of other times in the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, and, and, and this spirit hovering is, is related to that of an eagle. Oh. And how an eagle hovers over his family, over the prey. This, this imagery also is related to, again, in Isaiah chapter 31 of, of the spirit is, is like an eagle. We know that that eagle, when it hovers, he, he feeds his own, does he not? We, we, we know that when an eagle hovers, that, that he protects the nest and, and guards his own and fends off the enemy. We know that, 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 that when that eagle is hovering and present, much like the Spirit of God as well, that he's able to pluck and move us into safety and keep us there kept out of harm's way. You see, that's what gives me great hope. And that aha moment for me this week was in the midst of chaos and not knowing when is it going to end? When are we going to open back up? And when can I, you know, sit down and eat a hot meal at my favorite local restaurant? When is that? I don't know. But I just know in the midst of chaos and uncertainty, the Spirit of God is still hovering. And He's at work. And He's delivering. And I just want you to know something in relation to chaos. Chaos is no match for the Spirit's presence. He's going to have His way. And He's going to do what only He can do. I, I, I hope that you're beginning to see and understand some of these things that our Spirit of God is able to do. And, 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 and just, just knowing some of these things today, my, my question is, What's keeping you from allowing the fullness of the Spirit to come into your world and take over your life? Hey, don't be afraid of a move of the Spirit. In fact, I believe that every one of us as believers in Christ, you know what our prayer should be right now? God, I want more of your Spirit in me. I want the fullness of the Spirit of God. We say that all the time here at 1910. I don't want just bits and pieces and parts of the Spirit. I want all of it. I want Him to immerse me. Come like a river, flood over us. Heaven come down, pour it out. We sang those words. And that ought to be your prayer, believer. That, that, that you would pray for the Spirit of God to come in and do what He wants to do. You need not be afraid of it. And just because you don't have it figured out, don't let that stop you from pursuing more of the Spirit of God. Hey, just, be, just because you've seen some misrepresentations of it, I'm telling you, the Spirit is not kooky. People are, but He's not. And you need not be afraid of this helper, this counselor, this comforter, this encourager, this paraclete that Jesus has given us. Would you just open your life up right now and say, Holy Spirit, come in and do what you want to do? For some of you right now, it's asking him, hey, would you convict me of my sin? God, I need you. I am a sinner. I've done so many bad things. And Lord, I know that they hurt your heart. 
I know that that's not this big, I'm not living the victorious life that you've come to give me. And right now, I want you to come in and save me and change me. And, and by the way, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys so many nuggets for next Sunday to get you to come back. But the, the Holy Spirit just doesn't want to save you. He wants to transform you. Come on. And, and I'm telling you, this transformation is not a one and done type of thing. It, it is a process. It's a journey. But would you just say yes to a work of the Spirit in your life today? Listen, we need to be filled with the Spirit. Don't wait till you have it all figured out. I just know this, seek Him and you're gonna find Him. And I wanna close with a couple of verses of Scripture. I, I, I read them kind of spur of the moment last week, just read them over you, but, but I want you to see them today. The Word of the Lord says, God says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Listen, that verse there tells me that, that there are some remarkable things about God and how he works in his ways. There are some incredible, remarkable things about the spirit of God that I do not know and neither do you. But I do know this, he wants to reveal that to us. He wants us to encounter him in greater ways. And he will, if we will just ask him and begin to seek him. In fact, look what it says in Ephesians. It says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us, that dunamis, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. My dear friend, do not let your past experience hinder you or limit you from pursuing all of the Spirit of God. Do not let your tradition that you're steeped in, what people have said to you, oh no, you better not do that or uh -uh, you cannot do that. I, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've been told at a place that I served about, about, about a greater level or capacity of leadership in that place. I've been told this. We're just afraid to, to let you have a greater capacity of leadership here because we're afraid of what you might do when the spirit breaks loose. My friend, I would encourage you right now, I would be more afraid for you by your hindering or limiting a work of the Spirit of God in you. That would be my greater concern for you. Quit giving the Heisman to this helper that's come. Quit, quit, quit trying to, to limit a work of the Spirit of God in your life. We're gonna talk more about that next week. I pray that you would just let, open up your life to the fullness. Hey, today, before I let you go, I know that the Spirit of God's working in your life and some of you, and, and we want to follow up with that and we wanna encourage you and help you in this journey. One of the things that we do every week when we gather is we pray over situations that you're facing, needs in your life, and we wanna to continue to do that today. I'm gonna to throw a number up on the screen. It's 97000. Guys, do we have a slide for that, 97,000? And today, if we can pray for you in any form or fashion, I want you to text the word PRAY1910 to 97,000. Can we please get that built real quick? PRAY1910 to 97000. And we have a group of people that 
we want to send your information to that are gonna reach out to you in this moment and begin to pray over you. Pray 1910-97000. There it is. We would love to encourage you and come alongside. If you're some of you, Dave, it's the situation you're facing in life. For some of you, it's, hey, I wanna pray to receive Jesus Christ. Hey, for some of you, you know what? It might just say, hey, listen, I want the fullness of the Spirit to come and wash over me. Don't resist. Let the Holy Spirit of God have His way. Father, that's my prayer in this moment, that you would do what only you can do. Wash over us like a river. Convict us of our sin, Father. Reveal truth to us. Show us what to pray. Be our power source and supply. Thank you for the gifts you give us. Bring order, a spirit, to the chaos. Do what you do. All for your glory. In Jesus' name. Hey, I want to let you guys know that the situation we find ourselves living in is very fluid. We know that. We as a church, as elders and executive team are praying and seeking the Lord as to what our next steps are as we begin to see different facets of our society reopening, right? We wanna continue to exercise good judgment. We wanna hear from the Lord as well. And he's already got a plan for us. And so I just want you to know that, that we're talking, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord as to what the reopening looks like here at 1910. And I'm telling you when it does and when he reveals, it's gonna be of him. And so you know what that means? It's gonna be right and it's gonna be good and it's gonna be a parte. We love you guys. Seek the Lord this week in a greater capacity. Be blessed. We'll see you.